This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back to the program. We're here weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. If you want to catch a repeat of the show here on AMI-audio, 10 p.m. Eastern and 6 a.m. in the morning are the times to do so Eastern. And, uh, you know, Ramya, I, I go back to our chat with Danielle, and I hear a lot of that conversation about will we down the road be a, a society of eating insects in some mm-hmm. form. Um, when she mentioned about the lick at cricket and then, you know, going (laughs) fast forwarding years later, eating the chips and say, you know what, I'll go back and try those and them not being there. Can you just imagine how that was just people saying to management, what are you doing? Or the sitting there because people just or limited supply because they never knew how many people would take it. No, but totally down the line, like we're already heading there. We're having conversations, not only about our own food being insect protein based, but pet food. Well, I think you if know. people buy into pet food, that it may oh, not be that far, right? That? Because, okay, yeah. like I said, the protection of would, would someone be comfortable feeding their pet? So, mm-hmm. interesting conversation. We've got another one ahead for you here on the program. Every other Tuesday, we're joined by nutritionist Julia Karanchis. Let's bring her in. I love the world of nutrition. Join me, Julia Karanchis, as we talk about everything from food and nutrition to living a vibrant lifestyle. After talking about the digestion of crickets, people may just want a foodless Tuesday here on the program. So we might want to think about that. But Julia's here to talk to us about Meatless Monday Meals. Julia, welcome back. Thanks, guys. I had to chuckle at that because I was just talking to some colleagues in the nutrition business and we're all saying that the next big thing is cricket protein powder mm. yep mm-hmm. yeah that it's it's coming it's, it's, I mean, well, it's and gonna... julie i think we've heard about it for years yes. it's just yes. us getting our heads around it. and then when people go on tours to different countries where this is already going on they, yes. they all talk about it talk about you know what i went to one of those uh, farmers markets where they have insects really yes. so the curiosity is there it is there, yes. And it's not, uh, it, it's hard to find, but it's not impossible because it is happening now. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it might, we might see it way more mainstream, well, but as you I think brought it's up coming. To yeah. us, too, the exploration of what's in the sea, you know, not, yeah. of, of veg- vegetables and things that we should also think about harvesting that there is such a plethora of there. Instead of depleting so much what we do here, and could we do it without harming the sea and the environment and the and the sea creatures? And there's so much under there. We're talking so so those discussions are there. So maybe insects and stuff from plants from the sea are the way we're going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it would be it would be great to you know have these new discoveries and more of nutrients that maybe we're not getting enough of right now. I mean, we know how nutritious kelp and and dulse like though you know those seaweeds are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. I'm sure there's lots more treats hiding so, for us. <laughs> I would think things we don't know and nutrition, you know, values that we have no idea of. Um, let's clarify when you say meatless, as people may be thinking it might mean going totally vegan, which would be probably a, a great, right. great, huge change for some out there, uh, as in no actual meat. 
Yeah, so back to our topic today, we've we've actually done a segment before on Meatless Mondays, but mm-hmm. it was lots of years ago, and I wanted to revisit, but this time focus more on meal ideas for Meatless Mondays. Uh, by the way, it does not have to be Monday. It just sounds, the, the alliteration <laughs> sounds nice when you say it, but it certainly can, you know, you can have Animal Free Friday, like, it can be whatever you like, but... Um, you know, we've talked about the reasons why it's important to do, but I think that it's a challenge for people who are not used to it because sometimes, you know, meets the star of the show. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. So yeah, when I say meatless, what does that mean? Because it can be overwhelming. So if this is something that is totally new for you, then it's good to understand that meatless just means no actual meat, which is more of a vegetarian way of eating, meaning that you could still put milk or cream in your coffee, butter or cream cheese on your bagel, or have eggs, yogurt, etc. So, right. you know, for breakfast, you could have a bowl of yogurt with granola and berries and lunch could be a salad with chickpeas or an egg salad sandwich with an apple and trail mix, mm. right? So this is nothing that is, you know, out there or challenging even to to make yourself or even to find. So there's lots of options. So, um, yeah, I think that's a good clarification that if, if, you know, if you want to do a vegan day, that's great. If vegetarian is more comfortable at that moment, then it's great to understand that, you know, you can still put that cream in your coffee right. and, and right. you're not making those, you know, too, too overwhelming of a change for yourself. Cause that can be, you know, that can just set somebody up for failure. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, you've mentioned breakfast and kind of lunch ideas so far. I think dinner is the big one, um, at least in my yeah. house, because it's the it's either the one that you're you're looking forward to is like the big meal of the day, or it's the one that you forgot to plan for. So now you're just grabbing whatever's in there. <laughs> so for and, all, and I think reasons, you're mentally into dinner has to have meat. Dinner's a big one. It's a social one too. Like when right. you said Animal Free Friday, I was like, oh. Fridays are, you know, big social days for people um, yes. when you're eating dinners together. So I, I, I it's good because we can take it on as a challenge and it is a challenge for people and people think of meat, then plan the meal around that for dinner as well. Agreed. I, you know, lunch can be very easy, pick and go. But when you say, you know, for, for households that do consume animal products, what do you want for dinner? A lot of times people will say chicken, mm-hmm. steak. Mm-hmm. Right. And knowing, assuming that you're going to have something no on the side, chickpeas. whether it's, yeah. yeah, right. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one's saying I'm going to have a bean. Even Let's fish. Have some beans. For yeah. people who do Friday and have fish, no, no other, other meats, but fish for some, I remember uh, being in circumstances as a kid and hearing that from my friends that had to do that. Think, oh my gosh, no meat, no meat. Because right. I didn't think yeah. of fish the same way it was. Oh, I won't be able to have any chicken, beef or whatever, whether my family did that day or not. No, so we're Greek, so we grew up on Fridays eating fish and chips because you don't eat meat on Friday, right, right. but we ate fish. Right. It's 100%. It's very different. So I think what is very helpful here is to understand where else we get protein from, mm-hmm. which will help drive our focus away from the animal products. So some great examples of non-animal-based protein would be tofu, tempeh, beans, slash legumes, Um, if you're familiar with that term, and whole grains such as quinoa, wild rice, and farro. And that list of whole grains 
can get quite extensive. Millet, amaranth, I mean, it can go on and on and on. Um, wild rice and quinoa, I believe, are the easiest to source out in most, you know, in your local grocery store. Mm-hmm. But there's certainly not a shortage of a variety of whole grains. And then combining these sources is not only delicious, but also helps to ensure a great dose of amino acids, which are the building blocks of protein. Right. We were just so, talking about that with the Neil yeah. kind, which is really great. I, I appreciate that you said combining as well, because it's hard for me to um, think of quinoa as a protein source because I akin it so quickly to rice. Right. Which right, is just right. a lot of complex carbs. Well, hopefully complex, but you know what I mean? So yes. it's nice that you're combining maybe the beans and the quinoa together. Yes. Now you got protein. Exactly. So that's really important is combining those vegan sources together to get the complete protein. And by a complete protein, we mean um, a source of food that gives you all eight essential amino acids. Mm-hmm. And these amino acids are really the point of eating the protein. That's why you want protein. That's why it's so important because it gives you those amino acids, which are the building blocks of the body. So that that's helpful to know. So, so coming back to what can we eat and what, what does it look like to combine these foods and to form an actual meal that makes sense is you could, if you eat tofu, you could do a tofu stir fry on a bed of wild rice. And then you would just, you know, any veggies you want. If you wanted to do a pre-made sauce, you could, or you could just add a little bit of soy sauce yourself. Um, a bowl of quinoa mixed with black beans topped with tomatoes, red onion, and avocado is delicious. You can add some cheddar cheese if you are a dairy eater. And then there are also great meatless stew recipes that use chickpeas instead of beef. Yum. So, yeah, and I'm a big fan of these because I am a big stew and soup person. These are my favorite foods to eat, which is why I love fall and mm-hmm. the colder months. Um, so actually last night I made a vegan stew with potato and white kidney beans, spinach and onion. And then it was in a base of tomato and veggie broth. So it was really hot, savory, and then super nutritious. I had the spinach. I had a lot of garlic in there. I always doubled the garlic in recipes. <laughs> um, <laughs> potato, kidney beans. I had did uh, like the tomato and the veggie broth. So there was a lot of stuff going on. And it was it was vegan. Um, I mean, I could have added some sort of cheese on top if I really wanted, but it's not what the recipe called for. And I am not a great cook, so I always stick to the recipe, (laughs) but it was delicious. And, you know, having you say that as a person who enjoys, you know, that, that meal, that, that stew with, with beef to say, no, it's the meatless time. I'm going to enjoy that just as much. And that's why I think, as we've talked about on this program, we really all need to think about it. Not like I said about the fish. Oh my goodness. It's not going to be actual meat today. We, we need. I, like for me, I've yeah. always had to remind myself, hit the brakes, buddy. Don't panic. You know, you're not yeah. being deprived of, of air for a day. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I do. I have a freezer full of uh, stewing beef from the butcher. I work with a local butcher and it's great, but I don't need to do it every single day. No. And I also understand the benefits um, on the planet of consuming less meat. So I think it's really great to be mindful of that. And then uh-huh. it also forces me to try new things that maybe yeah. I wouldn't have cooked and, and before. And add to the repertoire. It's nice to go to a buffet, yes. but what you're, you're generally only eating a few different things. But if you have that repertoire open, you're going to be open to, hey, I can have this stew. And somebody could say to you, the only difference is it doesn't have the meat. Yeah, but I'm going to have a bowl of it and then have a bowl with the meat. Um, yeah. 
what are some of the perks of having that meatless meal that would keep you know people motivated to have a day where meat wasn't involved? So for me, it's the prep time and the cooking time. And Ramya, you just mm. touched on this too with the, oh gosh, what am I having? And yeah. thinking about having dinner last minute because sometimes you have to plan if you have meat in the freezer that needs to come out and thaw or meat is not something that sits in your fridge and keeps for very long. So you you have to buy it knowing that you're going to consume it at some point. Otherwise, you have to make time to go and get it at the time that you've realized you want to make it. Mm-hmm. So with rice and beans, those things are dried or they're canned and therefore they have very great shelf life. So the food is easier to have on hand in your pantry. And also the vegetables that are in a lot of stews, like potatoes, carrots, and celery, those keep in your fridge for quite a while. So I find that it's less prep time and less cooking time. So it's much faster to open that can of beans than it is to thaw frozen meat and cook it. And even if that meat is already thawed, you still have to cook it. And usually it takes more time than it would to boil quinoa, which takes 15 minutes, right? right? And it's way, way less cleanup. And then if you think about something like beef stew, you have to simmer that for over an hour to get that meat tender, to get that stewing beef tender. But the stew that I made last night, the, the longest thing that needed to cook in that was the potato. So it was less than 30 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's Right, because really I'm just amazing. waiting for that potato to soften because the beans are cooked. They're just warming in the broth. And, you know, you saute the onions, you get them soft, and then the potato needs to simmer in the broth for 15 to 20 minutes, less if you cut it really tiny. And it's so, it's fast and very minimal cleanup. So I do find it way more convenient to cook without using meat. It's faster and it's way easier to clean up. And that makes it motivating for me to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Well, I always found veggie uh, based meals very enjoyable because my mom's a vegetarian. So we grew up with Mm -hmm. it. It was really just the norm. And like you said, you know, she would have four or five different things prepped in in the time it would take to cook one meat (laughs) dish just because of timing. And it's a diverse like a very diverse meal where we're having a little bit of a lot of different kinds of um, vegetables, legumes and things like that. Yeah. But I, I really enjoyed it. Like this is not um anything new to me. And I thoroughly enjoy trying vegetarian options out and vegan options out when we go to eat. But what's normal in your house might be different, right? Absolutely. And I also find it less stressful to cook vegetarian or vegan meals because there's never a chance that I'm going to undercook chicken and like make everybody sick. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) wonderful, Julia. Thank you kindly. Beautiful stuff. Uh, We'll join uh, Julia Karanchis, please, here on the program. Every couple of weeks, we do that opposite our wellness segment with Francis Wong. Coming up next, back to school is known to be a really stressful time of transition for teens. One national charity is helping make that transition period as seamless as possible. We learn more in two minutes here on Kelly and Company. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Sean of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.